Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I am the host, Scott Needham, where sometimes I pretend to know a lot about Amazon. I have been selling on Amazon for uh, eight years. I've seen a lot, uh, actually a few hundred million in sales under the belt, but I have also found ways to lose money. I The goal of this podcast is to, uh, to help you guys uh, grow your business and succeed and really just uh, know all the, uh, the tools that you have available as an Amazon seller. And uh, there's been a lot of news out with coronavirus today, uh, how Amazon has reacted. And one of the ways that they are reacting is, you know, enforcing some really strict price gouging. And uh, this, you know, hit head to head with my business when two weeks ago, um, we were suspended for price gouging. And um, there's so much to be said about the the life of a seller once you are suspended. Uh, everything kind of changes. But I brought with me a guest. Um, we ended up hiring Riverbend Consulting to help us uh, get through this. And I have Leslie to to talk about you know price gouging and suspensions and and um, all things seller performance, which um, her company has done for several years in helping. She's even said that she's she's written over a thousand appeals, so she knows the seller performance engine and what's in the ins and the outs. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So we'll start and just jump into. That my company, let's see, it was actually almost two weeks ago exactly. We were suspended for uh, price gouging. We were actually given a 72 hour review. They said, like, hey, like your account's under review. You need to uh, write a plan of action. And we worked with the account health team at Amazon to draft one. I probably gave, submitted about four drafts and they thought it was really good, but um, we were still suspended. And I was really scared about this one because of how long sometimes it can take Amazon to respond. You're not in control. You don't know like if it's going to be six hours, 12 hours, 24, or like in our case, we actually had gone uh, three whole days without any response. And that's when I knew that like I, every, every time like we get, I get more nervous, I want to include more options. And um, I had run across Riverbend earlier this year. And so that's when I, you know, they're kind of like a Hail Mary uh, in that, you know, they have so much experience with this um, and that we needed, we needed help. So Tell us a little bit, Leslie, like how you are seeing the climate right now of suspensions and uh, how, you know, Amazon's responding and how sellers have to respond. So right now we are so busy. It is like post Prime Day and Black Friday all wrapped into one. Um, I have never seen volume this high, especially in a non-peak month. And that should tell you something about how Amazon is treating third-party sellers right now because uh-huh. our volume is just so incredibly high. You were right to be very worried when you submitted your plan of action on price gouging and got no response because we now have confirmation from inside of Amazon that responses on POAs for price gouging will now take up to 30 days. 
And we have seen this with one of our clients who got a response right at 30 days. They were still in that 72-hour, you're still operating, give us a POA, and they continued to sell for the 30 days, and then their appeal was accepted. Um, But we've seen lots of responses that are at a week, at two weeks, and now they've actually changed the internal SLA to say 30 days. Um, The the reason you got these conflicting um, responses from seller account health, and they were telling you, oh yeah, we think that's a good plan, is that they are literally changing the SOPs of how they evaluate price gouging on a daily or every two day or every three day basis. And the people in account health services, some of them are really great at their jobs. Some of them are new and green and are reading right off the SOP. Yep. And they give a lot of really bad, 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 bad information. We've had them give terrible advice to our sellers that we've had to talk them out of doing what account health told them to do. So it's, it's extremely tough right now because any time that Amazon suspends a ton of accounts or war- warns a bunch of accounts, like with the 72-hour thing, um, they create an avalanche of work for themselves, and therefore it slows down the replies to third-party sellers who are appealing, but also you're more likely to get garbage responses because they don't have the time to read the POAs and react the way they're supposed to. Right. You said one or you said the uh, something interesting to me is that there's also a Black Friday and a Prime Day uptick in in suspensions. Is that right? Oh yeah. So after I've never I've never known that. So after Prime Day, about 45 to 60 days after Prime Day, we see a huge uptick in suspensions. And it's because that's about how long it takes for all the returns to come in and all of the buyer complaints Uh, and for Amazon to process those complaints and then enforce. But also prior to the holiday season, Amazon does what we call cleanup. And that is where they're cleaning up the catalog. They're also cleaning up bad actors and sellers that they consider to be risky. So we see a tremendous uptick in suspension starting at the end of September. Some of those are also from textbook season, but a lot of it is um, just sellers that they're concerned about for fourth quarter. Yeah, that's really uh, interesting. So, but right now the, the main issue is price gouging Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I know in one conversation you said that like like it's there, it's public what they're doing. You know they're suspending thousands of sellers, and it's arbitrary to a degree. In you know with the, with a catalog of millions of products, like who gets suspended for what price isn't like there's no line drawn in the sand. I get asked by people like how much could I increase prices. Um, what would you tell people if if they're thinking about that? A lot of it depends on what you're selling. Um, first of all, when you say arbitrary, that's very true. We work with several large sellers that we work with every day, every week, every month that we help with their accounts. And every single one of our large sellers has been warned or asked for a POA for price gouging. Every single one. Lots of our small sellers and mid-sized sellers as well. It is There's no pattern that we've really discerned, except in higher risk product categories, there's a definite pattern. If you're selling soaps and you move your price an inch, you're going to get warned. If you are selling any kind of a... Um, 
an over-the-counter product, like a Tylenol product, and you move your pricing, you're going to get warned. And staying below the 10% number, that used to be magic. So like a year ago, when there was a hurricane and people moved up their pricing on bottled water, as long as they stayed within the 10%, they were fine. Once they went over the 10%, boom, they got suspended for price gouging, right? And that's 10% of average selling price. Yes. Yes. But now, oh my goodness. What they have done is they have written some new algorithm for their fair market pricing policy, and they've done it so quickly and so poorly that there's all kinds of stuff getting swept up in it. I have one client who has had the same price on their items for two years. They have not raised the price a dime, and they've gotten the 72-hour give us a POA for price gouging because Amazon isn't just comparing to average selling price. They're comparing to Walmart and Target. Yep. And they're comparing, this is the worst part to me, they're comparing premium products and branded products to generic and cheap products. Right. Yeah. And like what you said, like it it comes out, like it just feels arbitrary. I've heard someone, they got a notice, like their price is too high and they were like at $6.99. So they went down to $5.99. Then they got a notice, your price is too low. So we've deactivated this listing. Like there's so many things that uh, like that they're doing that to, from our vantage point, it is a hundred percent arbitrary. There probably was a reason at some point for them to to design the algorithm a certain way, but um, until you try it and experiment with it, you don't know the the corner cases that's going to hit. Um, so, I mean, we could talk all day about like the problem that Amazon's creating for themselves and for us, but I, um, you know, we have to act. And so after, uh, you know, a seller of our size, we, um, we can't do very long. If, if, if we were at a two week suspension, um, it will force some very awkward decisions. And we, I just knew that we had to, you know, elevate uh, what we were doing. And so um, I'll actually give you know, like, here's probably the biggest compliment that like Riverbend can get and what they did for us is, you know, I was, it was a Friday morning when I was getting really worried and um, decided to, you know, increase what we were doing. And so I called them up and they talked to me about what they could do um, to, to get us back up. They, you know, anywhere from like, you know, a, a, a new plan of action and, um, they talked about something called an executive appeal uh, that they do for clients in certain situations. And I was worried to engage with them on a Friday, knowing that the weekend was coming up. And I was, you know, I, everything was like, felt like worth it when, you know, Friday afternoon, I had, you know, the plan of action in hand and uh, conversations with their consultants regarding like how we're going to get uh, a reaction out of Amazon as fast as possible. So um, you guys reacted really fast and like I needed that for my business. Like there are some sellers that, you know, they could sit for a little bit of time, but we do, we just can't. Um, so tell me what, you know, you guys go through when you're analyzing uh, a suspension and, and then turning towards like some of your other Hail Marys or your other options, such as an executive appeal. 
So that's that's a great question. So when we onboard a client, uh, we have sales folks who pick up the phone, talk to the client, find out what's going on, how quickly they need a response, um, what the pain points are in their business, and then they get onboarded with our service team. Um, our service team includes a lot of ex Amazon personnel. Um, they've worked in seller support, they've worked in seller performance, and they've worked in account health. So all the departments that we're dealing with, with suspended clients and suspended ASINs as well, um, we have people who've worked in those departments. The first thing we do is get limited access to the account because our ex-seller performance folks go in and do an assessment of the account. We look through everything. Um, you know, there are, you obviously, Scott, know everything there is to know about your business. Uh, right. We also work with less experienced sellers. There's stuff lurking in their accounts they don't even realize yeah. is a problem. You know, and, um, actually my first time engaging with Riverbend is you guys did an audit and we gave you guys access and that probably sped up. Uh, the process because like you yes. you already and we we just left you with you know uh, just only the the required viewing privileges and mm -hmm. you you could see our account health and and all those things and um, you're totally right though about like things that are there that are lurking that a lot of people just don't realize. Well, and it also helps for us to see the actual messages that Amazon has yes. sent you instead of, of it being interpreted because. Um, one of the people on my team actually wrote a lot of those canned messages you get from Amazon. And so she understands why someone picked one drop down over a different drop down and it helps us to interpret the situation. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So from there, we take that assessment and hand it off to the consultant. And the consultant does a call with the client um, for a few reasons. We want to fully understand your situation, your pain points. And then also, we want to help you solve the problem. So like in a price gouging appeal, we've told people, turn off your repricer, especially for essential items. We've talked to them about changing the way that they do their pricing structure because some do everything based on a percentage above cost of goods sold. And that's how they decide what their price point is. You know, we, we work through it with them to try and solve the problem because our goal is not to get you reinstated. It's to keep you that way. And if we don't, help you really solve the business problem, you're going to be back in two weeks saying, they took me down again. Why didn't you tell me <laughs> what was going to happen? In other words, we're not just writing a fake POA that's a bunch of words. We're solving the problem and then telling Amazon how we solve the problem. Um, and then we help the client to submit the appeal. A lot of times the client has to do it themselves um, because it has to go by email. And then in your case, uh, we went straight to an escalation. Um, the reason was because the absurdity of the situation, not getting a response, being a seller of very large size, knowing that these things are going two weeks to four weeks to get a response. And mm -hmm. we have specific executives we go to that we know care about certain things. So we took it to the guy we thought would care and he did and he reacted in 24 hours. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> is like, I hope the audience is paying attention to a few of the things said there. One is Riverbend is full of ex Amazon seller performance employees 
they wrote some of the systems that we are dealing with. And second, that they know the people that uh, are in charge of these things and in charge of enforcing. And um, I mean, I, I do like, I actually have faith in uh, Amazon, you know, as a machine that progresses and I guess that cares and smart and is smart and is really doing things uh, for our best interest. It's the thing is like they have sometimes an impossible task where there is a never ending uh, source of people trying to take advantage of Amazon. And so um it's like the seller performance has changed a lot since I've been selling. And, and even this year, like I can see uh, some, some differences that they have and some of it's fairly good. Like the account health page didn't really exist in its current form only a few years ago. So it's, it's an evolving thing. And that's why um, it's, it's super helpful to know that uh, there are experts out there like Riverbend um, and one thought that I have had is, you know, there's a chance that anywhere, maybe six months, maybe six years, uh, or maybe never that like our business, like we, we try and sell it. Um, and, or even just like try and uh, take out a, a loan. In the back of my mind, I've always like wondered like, hey, does this person know, you know, I've thought this with the bankers, like, do they know that like we can get shut down? Do they know our weakest point? And knowing that uh, there is uh, some premium service uh, like Riverbend that uh, can help us get back up actually increases the value of our business. Like, I, so I can honestly tell someone like, yeah, we might get shut down for a day or two or maybe even three or four or five, six days. But like, there are resources that we absolutely can get back up. Um, obviously if we have to, we can't do overly egregious, you know, things that Amazon considers suspending people for life for such as, you know, review manipulation. There are some unforgivable sins, uh, out there in, um, Amazon land, uh, and especially if you're a repeat offender on some of these things. Right. So, um, I'm not going to say that like it's you can always get back up, but like you, if you're um, have been attempting to abide by their policies and 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 showing that you are uh, trying and then and then and then following up, then I think you know you can get back up with uh, certainty. Um, yeah, we've even done audits um, before for buyers of companies, for buyers of seller accounts. Oh, right. Yeah, that we've gone through and said, you know, here's their history. Here's the risky behavior we see. You know, how risky are they? Um, because it does help to make decisions if you fully understand how much enforcement someone has had. But then, but then you're right. And I, I really appreciate what you said about having us as a resource because on, I don't know if you know this, the consultant who worked on your account, Kathy Seely, was the original seller performance investigator and uh -huh. the original Jeff Escalations person on the seller side. So when you've got resources like that on your side, yeah, you can get back up. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I, I knew Kathy Seely. I knew a little bit about her. I knew we were given like uh, one of the best out oh, yeah. there and like one of the biggest insiders, which is probably why I called you guys up. Like she, she was very helpful. And on the phone, 
uh, really talked through it. And, and it was actually in the middle of the phone that we went from sending a POA to an executive appeal. Mm-hmm. She, she listened and we kind of shifted focus halfway through. And then her plan of action was just like amazing. Like I, I sent it to our team and said like, okay, what can we learn from this? <laughs> and, and we really liked how succinct and to the point it was. And because she, she knew what we needed to be saying. Um, one thing that was interesting, you've mentioned this, is sometimes it's, it's not necessarily a suspension, but I get a lot of people talk to me about a single ASIN that gets suspended. Uh, and, you know, when an ASIN like, can represent up to a million dollars a year or more, or it could be someone's entire business, um, how do you approach those as opposed to like an account? Like what's different or what's the same uh, with an ASIN and what are like some of the big problems that people might face? We really drill down on the individual ASIN data, but also look at other ASINs for that brand or that product line. So we look through returns data, we look through reviews, um, any kind of feedback that you can actually squeeze out of that seller central account to help us really understand what's going on. A lot of people who are private label sellers, they're very protective of their products. They've invested a lot of time and money in their products. So they tend to blow off some of the feedback that their buyers give them. And a lot of times, let's face it, it's sometimes it's really bad feedback. It's one-off issues or just grumpy people or folks who want to get something for free. We all know that. So it can be really helpful to have an outside party look at that data and say, look, I really am seeing a pattern here. How can we improve the packaging? How can we fix this issue with the paint chipping off? Whatever it is. Um, so we, we're like that um, when, you're, when you're searching out that devil's advocate sometimes in your life, uh, we, we can provide that because we base it on the data we find in the account and really confront you with it and say in a kind way, um, you know, tell me why I'm seeing this data and is there something here we can really improve? Because we can get, we can get an ASIN back a lot of times with an appeal that you're just telling them what Amazon wants to hear, right? But as soon as they see the repetition of those same complaints, the ASIN's coming back down. Right. What are the most common ways that a single ASIN gets taken down? Is it just like returns and things involving returns? Returns and complaints. Um, And there is so much of it that is around packaging. Tons and tons really? around packaging. Yes. Poor packaging, If especially right now when there are people doing merchant fulfilled for the first time in their lives. Yeah. Um, they aren't packaging well when they're shipping. Um, you know, you need to kind of pretend you're shipping something to someone, package it, and literally throw it around your living room or your warehouse and see what happens. What about when an ASIN <laughs> is attacked, you know, by someone uh, yes. where like it, it's clearly they're trying to do something to bring it down and there's probably five to 10 ways that they do to bring it down. And then what if this ASIN like is like repeatedly attacked? It's just kind of like the new norm that like there's something that's going to be going on from some competitor out there. So two different ways to handle that. If you do have brand registry, um, that is where you really want to use engage brand registry support. 
um, okay. to report that repeatedly. And if you do not have brand registry, there's still that good old report of violation in Seller Central. A lot of times, if you start to see a pattern before an ASIN is taken down or when it's been taken down once, but then you're seeing the same behavior again, the more proactive you are in giving that information to Amazon and telling them that is what's happening, the less likely they're going to take it down again or that they're going to block you completely where it gets really hard to get the ace and reinstated. Yeah. And I always say like the more documentation you can give, the better. And you essentially want to make their job easy because it's not yeah. always easy to like uh, make a judgment call off of, you know, a few different data points. You're like, hey, I see that, you know, this review was voted 10,000 times and you don't know who did what, when, or, I mean, you want to like point to Amazon to like, to, just to, to handhold them through um, that process and just show them the pattern of what's happening. Yes. And show them you can see that in the prior six months, we received this many reviews, but now suddenly we're receiving this many reviews a week. And look how many of that's increased and what percentage of them is suddenly negative and, you know, give them that very exact data. And instead of expecting them to see the pattern themselves, you have to remember that when someone in seller performance is looking at something you've sent them, they have three to five minutes to look at whatever you have sent. That is not very much time. They do not have time to investigate. You have to lay it out for them. And the biggest mistake people make, take out all of the emotion. Emotion is for executive escalations. Emotion is for other times. Emotion is not for seller performance. If you're emotional, they assume that you're irrational because believe me, y'all, they deal with irrational people all day long. Wow, yeah. No, you definitely got to take emotion <laughs> out of it. I felt like I've gotten better, you know, like it's even simple things is like they, in a lot of plan of actions, you have to like admit guilt or like say, say like, hey, we did not uh, react fast enough to these signals. We saw this new, we saw that about price gouging and we saw this notice and we didn't react fast enough and we didn't course correct hard enough. And that admission of guilt actually goes a long way to them to like, for them to feel that you understand. Absolutely right. And it can be so painful, especially if it's not true. Um, if you really didn't do anything wrong, which is, I have a lot of clients who really didn't do anything wrong and it, they really struggle with this and say, they're thinking like lawyers and they're like, you know, if I admit this, they'll never let me back on. But in fact, um, you know, I had something I worked on just the other day where it was totally an Amazon mistake, but I found something to say about the client that they could have done better and called that my admission, right? And said, we should have done this. And then that became the plan of action. And guess what? It worked on the first letter. If we hadn't included that, I, I assure you, they would have rejected the appeal. <laughs> and, yep. And that's like some of the emotion that sellers are, they're actually kind of combative. And that's the wrong thing to be doing with seller performance is like, if you are blaming Amazon, they're, you're sending them on the wrong uh, you're setting them on the wrong path. What you want to, them to always be thinking about, is this seller going to be better in the future? And you need to give them that confidence. 
Um, yes, absolutely. And if you do need to blame, I have some magic words, Scott, to share. What's, the, what's that? If you do need to blame Amazon because it really was their fault, you say it. you believe this was a false positive. That is ah. so neutral sounding. You're not saying Amazon did this wrong. Amazon accused me. Amazon mistakenly yeah. believes blah, blah, yeah. blah. We believe this is a false positive. You're blaming their technology, not their people. They like that. Well, you're forcing them to like analyze. Is yes. this a false positive? Yes. Really put, you're actually putting uh, the analysis in their court to mm-hmm. be like, is this a false positive? And they're, 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 wow, that's, that's very, and then, you, and, and then you tell them the oopsie that you did to make the false positive come up. Even if there isn't one, you're coming up with something, right? Yep. So, you know, we contributed to this false positive by A, B, and C. We won't do that again, man. It really works. Yep. That's really, <laughs> that's, wow. That's worth the, the podcast alone just to hear that. Um, well, I am, I'm super grateful and just glad that we, uh, you know, we got back up because this truly is a, a moment for e-commerce uh, with the, the pandemic. And so uh, like outside of being suspended, business has actually been pretty good. We have uh, like Amazon is doing well. I mean, they've hired 175,000 employees like in a matter of two months. So there's, uh, it, it, it's huge. There's, you can't understate the impact of what's going on on, on business. And if you can, uh, you know, maneuver around um, Amazon's policies and understand it and, and, and adapt, you have a, a, a huge chance to gain. And like strategically, you should be thinking about how your business can evolve around this. So thank you so much, Leslie, for, for coming and sharing some of your thoughts and, and, and experience and insider knowledge. Like you, you guys have that. So if people want to learn more about, you know, get a hold of you guys or learn more about what you guys offer, um, how can they get a hold of you? So they can check out our website, which is at riverbendconsulting.com. Or, and this is really exciting in my industry, they can give us a call and someone will always answer the phone during business hours. Our number is 877-289-1017. So we have these great sales consultants who really are consultants. They're not just salesmen trying to push you into a product. They are there to talk to you and listen to you and see if we can help you. And if we can't, we're really good at sending you to someone who can. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I've, I've talked with them and it was, it was actually a very quick process to um, dissect like what we were going through and how uh, they could solve that problem. So very impressive uh, uh, what you have you guys have been working on and how you have been able to help so many people. Um, and uh, if you have any questions about uh, this for me, I'm always happy to continue to answer. A lot of people get a hold of me on Instagram at Smartest Seller, or you can just send me an email, scottneedham at buyboxer.com. Um, I may just intro you straight over to Riverbend <laughs> because they are experts. I do have like, you know, what I think are helpful opinions, but at the end of the day, like I don't spend um, all my time on this. I spend my time building an Amazon business and this is just one important part of it. So 
<clears throat> uh, Leslie, thank you so much uh, for for sharing. And um, I, those that have listened, if you know someone that is suspended and that is, uh, you know, thinking about these things, send them this episode. Share with them what you what we've learned. And um, I'm always uh, very flattered when I, I get a referral. So thank you, Leslie, and. Uh, uh, stay tuned, everyone, uh, for next week's show, and hopefully we can uh, keep helping you be uh, better sellers. All right. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.